0: the least of failures leaves you condemned. They were outside of the kingdom because they had not been born again. They had rejected the inheritance and the gift and they had relied on their own works. And the the sad thing is this is not something God intended for them. He says, Depart into the fire prepared for the devil and his angels. God does not desire that anyone perish or be condemned and it says that the righteous will go to eternal life. The verdict is everlasting. No, you you don't have to be afraid of God's judgment being just. It's mercy. It's not fair. It's called mercy and grace. And it's yours through Jesus, who when he comes again in glory, will not fail to deliver what is promised. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Ancient faith for today's world. November 26, 2023, Matthew 25, 31 to 46. I'm sure a number of you have seen the Charlie Brown special where Charlie Brown goes trick-or-treating. Poor Charlie Brown always gets the, the short end of the stick even though they're all dressed up in different costumes, we find when they, when they go to the door, each child describes what they received when they went trick-or-treating at the door, and one says, I got a stick of bubble gum. Another says, I've got a lollipop. And then the voice of Charlie Brown says, I got a rock. Somehow, even though he looks like the others dressed in a costume, Charlie Brown still gets the, the short end of the stick, the, the terrible fate. You have to wonder, when it appears like so many of us look the same in this world, how is God going to base his judgments? And will he get it right? you ever fear you might get the short end of the stick or that somehow your fate is sealed in the wrong direction? Today we look once again at Matthew 25 and Jesus describes for us what it will be like when he comes again and when he dishes out his judgments to this world. Here, Jesus describes the day of judgment that will come. See, this world likes to pretend or desires to think that it won't happen, but there is a day of judgment coming when everyone will be judged. It's described in the scriptures and it's recorded that God will come in all of his glory. And Jesus starts out here in Matthew 25 at verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all his angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered before him. See, there is no escaping this judgment. There'll be many who will be, yes, uh, afraid of death or maybe fearful of what might happen when they die, but how many are afraid of what they ought to be afraid of? the coming judgment after death. All the pharaohs with all their tombs won't be able to escape it as they're raised for the judgment. And all the believers who were burned at the stake or killed and persecuted because of the faith will find they will not remain in ash but will stand on that last day. All the world. It's what we read earlier from Daniel chapter 7 when we read Thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was white as snow, the hair of his head like wool. His throne was a flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands attended him. Ten thousands times ten thousands stood before him. The court was seated, and the books were opened. That day of judgment will come as God raises all of the dead and they must stand before him. And even as the scriptures declare and as, as we sung earlier this morning in our hymn, even those that pierced him will stand before him. And you will. How will the judgment be met out? Jesus describes that picture when Jesus comes in all of his glory, the living Lord Jesus. He is not simply the God who died, but the God who lives and who will judge the living and the dead. And it says, all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another. As a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. You might look at that and think, well, isn't that a bit simplistic of God? To make the judgment just so black and white, so sheep versus goats that you're on one side or the other side? Maybe people like to go through life thinking that there's, there's some sort of in-between state. But maybe you're, a, you're kind of on God's good side but sometimes on his bad side but mostly on the good. Or you look at the people around you and say, those are the bad people, the really bad ones. But good and bad. And just as the division is extreme, black and white, so will the sentencing, the verdict, will be extreme. He'll say to one, come, you are blessed. Take your inheritance, the eternal kingdom. And he'll say to the other, depart, you who are condemned, into the eternal fire. It will be an unexpected stark division of two groups and it will be an everlasting verdict that will be given to both you think how does how does god get this right after aren't there some people who are trying to do good and who do a lot of good things to help a lot of people which side do they fall on and then there are good people who sometimes really do bad things which side should they be on how will god make out his judgments when people often appear the same? Well, surprisingly, he'll say to those who are blessed, come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance. He'll say to them, for I was hungry and you fed me, I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink, I was in prison, you visited me. And he'll list the things they did as evidence of his judgment. But note that those who are, who are called righteous will turn to the Lord in in surprise and they'll say to him, Lord, when did we do these things? Because the righteous know they have faults. The righteous know they did not live up to God's perfect expectations and the righteous certainly know they did not earn eternal blessings and an everlasting gift from God. They didn't earn that. But take note what Jesus has the king say to those who are blessed. He doesn't say they earned it because of what they've done. He merely points to what shows who they are. He says, whatever you did for the least of these, the smallest act that was done in faith, you did for me. And notice what they're receiving. He says, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance This isn't something they earned as they knew. This is an inheritance, a blessing from God. And just as you don't receive an inheritance by earning it, we don't receive what God will give for this verdict because we've earned it. You receive an inheritance because you're born that way. See, there's no half goat or half sheep mixture. There's no geep. There's only those on the right, those on the left. And they are on the right because they are born to receive an inheritance. You were born again in your baptism. As God poured out his spirit and gave you a new heart of faith, he made you his child. He is your king, you look to him as your shepherd and you are part of his flock. Not because of what you've earned or done, but because it's an inheritance you were born into. Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance prepared for you since the creation of the world. This was God's plan. This is what God desires for all people, that all receive his blessing prepared since the beginning of time. God desires that all come to repentance and the knowledge of the truth and that all might live with him in his kingdom and receive his blessing. And that is yours, not by what you re, might try to rely on, but like these believers, you'll be shocked at the end and say, Lord, I didn't do to anything to deserve this. And he'll say, whatever the least you did, because you are a part of the inheritance and you are blessed. So does that mean, does that mean maybe we should try to, you know, prove ourselves, make sure everybody knows that we're sheep and make sure God knows on judgment day that we are the sheep and we deserve to be on this side? Don't fall into that trap. That's what we see from those on the left. He will say to them, depart from me, you who are cursed. And they will say, Lord, when did we not see you, or when did we see you with all these things and not help you? When did we see you in trouble, hungry, thirsty, or in prison, and not help you, feed you, visit you? And he will say to those who are outside the kingdom and who are under a curse, Whatever you didn't do, for the least of these you did not do for me. In other words, these, these goats, as they're called at the beginning, these people that are condemned were relying on, pointing to the things they had done on Judgment Day. And God, in his judgment, will say to them, the smallest sin, the least of failures, leaves you condemned. They were outside of the kingdom because they had not been born again. They had rejected the inheritance and the gift, and they had relied on their own works. And on Judgment Day, they'll be told that awful truth. Depart from me, you who are cursed. Whoever does not believe stands condemned already, and that curse remains on them. And the the sad thing is, this is not something God intended for them. He says, depart into the fire prepared for the devil and his angels. God does not desire that anyone perish or be condemned. He did not make the eternal suffering of hell for us. But for those who remain in the devil's camp will remain under the devil's judgment and it will be an eternal fire. Don't rely on your works. Whatever it is, whatever God's judgment might be as we look at it, we have to recognize God doesn't dish out what is fair. No, you're you're not going to get the short end of the stick. You are going to receive an inheritance. Not relying on who you are or the work that you've done, but what God has made you to be, his own child, And God, who called you to his flock in faith, does not call you to rely on what you've done, but to rely on his Son. It is the Son, our King, the Judge, who himself has done everything for us so that he can say to you on the last day as he comes again in all of his glory, come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of this world. And it won't be on what you've done. In fact, you'll you'll probably be surprised. Lord, what did we do to earn such a gift? It's not fair. It's called mercy and grace. And it's yours through Jesus who when he comes again in glory will not fail to deliver what is promised. And it says that the righteous will go to eternal life. The verdict is everlasting. No, you you don't have to be afraid of God's judgment being just. It's mercy. And you don't have to be afraid of God's judgment catching you on the wrong side. He knows his own who belong to him. And through faith, he will point that out on the last day. And until Jesus comes again, we know that inheritance is ours through faith and by the work of Christ who now lives and will come again. And we know until he comes again, don't rely on yourself. Rely on the King and his blessing and his grace. Amen.